The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So, Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is, is a very sensitive area. It's a very deep area. We're going to be talking about healing grief after the loss of a child. And and we all know that our children are not supposed to go before us. And when that does happen, it is just probably the worst pain in the entire world. And I was reading the radio, TV, and interview report recently, and I saw this book by this wonderful woman. It's called A Butterfly's Journey, Healing Grief After the Loss of a Child, And I have this beautiful book right in front of me, and it's by Barbara J. Hopkinson. And she has an incredible story that she tells in this book. And we're going to talk to her because she has taken that deep pain and grief and transformed it into healing for herself and healing other people. Let me tell you a little bit about her background. Barbara Hopkinson has been leading bereaved families through the journey of grief for more than 10 years. She is also inspired to teach those who work in hospitals and funeral homes on how best to console and support a bereaved family after the death of a child. Back in 2002, following her 21-year-old son's sudden death in a motorcycle accident, and she even had the loss of two other children before him, Barbara founded the Compassionate Friends of Greater Newburyport, Massachusetts, which is a chapter of the international organization created as a support group for bereaved families. As she was going through her own intense grief and journey, simultaneously she began trading her, tracking her progress in a journal that unexpectedly had given her um, by her son, Brad, who had passed. Oh, no, by her remaining son, Brad. She has her one son, Brad. And the more grounded she became in her own healing journey, the more she knew that she had to share what she had learned with others and help them to to be healing themselves on a broader scale. Her unique perspective from losing multiple children and intimately witnessing so many other bereaved families and grief forms the basis for this wonderful new book, which is her first book, A Butterfly's Journey. Healing Grief After the Loss of a Child. And it is really a beautiful book. 
Thank you so much, Barbara, for joining from joining us right on the East Coast. We sure appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Mario. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I can't even imagine losing three children. How you know? How did you survive this? Uh, I yeah, I almost didn't at one point. It it um, there were the two babies, and then my. <clears throat> 21-year-old that kind of really put me over the edge, and my 30-year marriage fell apart after mm. that. And I, I did contemplate suicide at one point, but, you know, really was inspired to keep going for my remaining son, Brad. And, and then my intuition, you know, I just kind of reached out, and, and it's, it kick-started me onto a spiritual journey, which changed my life. And my intuition told me that reaching out and helping others would help me heal, and it has tremendously. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's the worst no, thing I've no, encountered. Of course not. And and how how did Brad deal with all this himself as the as the remaining brother? Yeah, it it was hard on him because he had lost when he was four. He lost his his little brother Robbie was stillborn, but mm. he was nineteen when his older brother Brent um, passed away, and. Of course, he went out to Arizona with us and went through the whole process of the wake and the funeral, and then it, it happened the week he graduated high school. Oh, dear. So the poor thing, I mean, we just came back from Arizona where Brent was at Arizona State University, and we basically went out there, and um, he had been in an accident, Brent, and we had um, they had pronounced him brain dead while we were in the air, and the next oh. day we had to take him off life support and then go through his house and his fiancé's house for, you know, for all of his things, mm-hmm. do a service on Monday, came back on Tuesday, um, you know, Wednesday, his body was flown home, Thursday, Brad graduated from high school, and Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday were Brent's wake and funeral, so mm-hmm. the poor guy, you know, he really put up a lot, and then he started college a couple of months later in September, and grief, it was so, such a struggle for him that um, he did flunk out that first year, but he did get back in and finish the following, you know, he got back in the following year, and, and but it, it has a dramatic impact on, on everyone in the family, of course. Exactly, and you know, the the name of the show is you know prescriptions for healing conflict, and I'm sure you had a lot of your own inner conflict. It sounds like you had conflict with your ex spouse, and of course, your son had his own inner conflict as well. It's got to be, um, you know, when you go through the stages of grief. How you know? How did you get past that that anger stage? <laughs> well, just just as a kind of a side note, the stages are are fairly complex, right? But you don't go through them in any kind of serial order. Right. You're, you're in and out, peaks and valleys, back and forth between the stages, and um, you know, you everybody grieves very differently, and yes. they should be allowed to do so. And really, people if at all possible, shouldn't have expectations about how other people grieve, because even in the same family, you'll, you'll grieve dramatically differently, especially like different genders or different age groups um, and, and the things that they need. But the anger, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, in the graveyard, you know, I'd be, you know, screaming or I'd, I might be mm-hmm. hitting a pillow at home or, <laughs> or yeah. hitting a mattress or just anything to get the anger out. But I did a lot of um, exercise meditation, journaling, those were very helpful because you can you can let it all out and it doesn't go anywhere destructive. Yes, and it's it's nurturing to you as well. Yes, right. 
and 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 probably I mean even at the beginning I was really angry at Brent for getting on. It was a motorcycle. That, now I realize it was you know just a little overconfidence of a you know twenty one year old male ego. But he got on a motorcycle that he had no business being on. You know it was way over his is it over his head experience wise, yeah. and he lost control of it. But so I was really angry at him. And the night he died, he woke me up in my sleep, and mm. I could hear it in my head, him saying, forgive me, and I realized mm. that my anger was holding him back, holding his spirit back. Right, uh, and, right. And so I, you know, consciously, you know, forgave him and, and let go. But it's, you know, over time, it, it gets a little easier. Right, right. And part of your healing was really helping to heal others. I know you've done so much for families in your greater Boston area to heal after the, the death of your child. So tell us more about how you actually went from your own healing into really being a healing agent to help others. Mm. Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting because I didn't, um, it, it really catapulted me into a spiritual journey that, you know, I grew up in a religion as a Catholic, but I kind of got away from it as an adult. But I didn't, uh, this kind of pushed me in a different direction to really think about um spirituality and connection and afterlife and all those things, but I went through, I, I leaned on several friends who were, um, who were able to teach me how to meditate and really um, you know, get some benefit that way, and I had a couple of friends who had, that I trusted, that I wasn't paying, that who had, I don't know, kind of paranormal or high intuitive capabilities. So I had a, um, a friend who was a, a nurse, but she, her father, and her grandmother all had these kind of skills, and she gave me a message from Brent as I was starting to, my own intuition was telling me it would help me to, to help others, that would help me heal, mm. but she gave me a message from my son that said, you know, we should be a team, basically, he would help the children cross over, and I would help mm. the parents here, and so, you know, I, I went out and gathered, you know, kind of contacted some other bereaved parents in the area, and then together we kind of looked into, you know, should we do our own thing, or should we work with something that's established. And so we talked to the regional coordinator for the Compassionate Friends, which is the U.S. is um, it's in 30 countries, but there's over 650 chapters in the States. It's CompassionateFriends.org, um, mm-hmm. and their headquarters in the States are out of Illinois. And um, so we had a regional coordinator come, and we talked with them and decided that that would be a better resource pool. They were much more st- structured and have a lot more resources than we could do on our own. Right, right. You know, when you were talking about your friends who were intuitive, and then Mm. you had mentioned earlier to me just a few minutes ago that your son came to you the night that he died and said, please forgive me. Mm. And so you were quite connected to also, you know, to the the, the fact that he came to you in your your sleep and um, connected with you and let you know and communicated with you. And um, that's really beautiful, too. So you were already there. Um, yes, but it, it didn't really continue in that direct way. I think the extremity of it and the fact that I was so angry at him for, for kind of causing all that and his he, he was getting engaged to a wonderful girl, Laura, mm. out in Arizona. And, you know, it just re- and he, he, was, he was on his way to being an Army aviator. He had already mm. passed his written test. He was, um, mm. he was in an Army ROTC program at Arizona State University. So there was just... He gave up a you know a, a tremendous future, 
But, yes, I was very lucky that that happened. And then over time, I learned to listen to my own intuition more. And, you know, different people, I think, have different skill levels for this, and I think you can develop it somewhat. Um, but And then I think also when you're, when you're so mired in the grief, you know, with a few exceptions, it's really hard for the children to get through because they're, they're in a place where they're really in a loving, beautiful place. And right. it's such a different energy level than the pain and the grief we're going through, especially in the early stages. Right, right. And, and when, you're, when you're sleeping, and mm-hmm. you know, that is a time when they can come through because a lot mm. of that other stuff isn't going on. I remember, you know, I, I remember having visits from loved ones myself. Mm. And, and, and I also, it was during the night when I'm sleeping and it woke me up. You know, yeah. And yeah, I have a lot of parent stories like that. Yeah, yeah it, you know, me, they yeah. come to see you and it's so vivid and it's so you can touch them and you can see them. And it's it is so vivid that that you're talking to them and then you wake up because you it was really a connection. It was really a visit. And um, so I think that's really beautiful when that does happen. Uh, then you you know that they're OK, you know. That's the good news, is you know that they're still around and okay. Yes, and, and as a parent, you, you, you spend your whole life, I mean, you really, your adult life, once you, once you have children, your, your main goal in life is protecting your children. So right. when you can't anymore, that's the most devastating part. And if you can get to the point where you truly believe that their spirit continues, it's like someone has lifted a 1,000 pounds off of your shoulders, because then you can... And, and, and especially when you can, through other people or through yourself, develop some contact with them, um, then you can really think of it as, as like them being on the other side of the world. You can't maybe see them or touch them, but you can still have a relationship with them. Right. And, that's, you know, and, and eventually you come to the point, or I did anyway, where I, you know, I look at their lives as a gift to me, not just a loss. Right. And that makes a huge difference. And that's what they want. They don't want us to be you know, so mired in, in the grief forever, right? They want us to be able to feel better and yes. move on and, and connect with them. And, and I've had, you know, several signs, you know, since then and, uh, and, then, and through other people as well. Yes. Um, so it's, 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 that part is very comforting. Yes. Barbara, you know, how, you know, how big of an issue is this? You know, I, I know you think, oh, my God, you know, how many people lost their... Their children and I, you know, I, um, my minister, they lost their child at 16. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. she was um, killed in a car accident and it was very devastating. And of course, that turned them in from, she went from being a teacher to being a um, in-spirit teacher and a, and a minister uh, mm-hmm. to minister spirituality. And that was a, really a turning point and. You know, she says at times that she thought that that was maybe an agreement she had before she even came to this this plane here, mm. that that was going to be kind of their agreement that she, that this would happen, and then she would really take that and and give healing to other people, just like you're doing. So when we talk about a sense of how many people deal with this, can you give us any kind of idea of statistics of how many people are dealing with this? Oh, it's a big, much too big a number. Uh, you know, according to the Compassionate Friends in the U.S., uh, it's expected that more than 100,000 children, you know, infants, children, teenagers, and young adults will die uh, mm. 
this year or in any year. Mm-hmm. And, and then in addition to that, there's another 25,000 families that would face a stillbirth and, and nearly 600,000 um, with an early pregnancy loss, mm-hmm. miscarriages. It's a, very, it's a much too big a number. Yeah, it's uh, it's something so devastating for people. I know even just just recently we we lost our our dog for of eleven years. That was just like our mm, child because our kids. That's hard. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, you know, I mean, it's it's very similar because we our kids are grown and we're empty nesters, and this was our baby, you know, that slept with us, you know, and um, so it. I mean, it's it's not to the extent of a child, but it is. I can feel it, you know, and and yeah, of course. Sure. And it's mm-hmm. um, it's different from losing a parent or a sister, which I've done oh, both. Yeah, quite quite different. Yeah, yeah because that you are the protector of whether it's your lovable pet that you love, or obviously your child that you are trying so hard to protect. Um, in yeah. in your book, A Butterfly's Journey, mm-hmm. and I know this was just released last July, you've had some great reviews on that, uh, and so tell us, um. What is the universal message that seems to capture all the readers? I, I found it really wonderful and beautiful about your own thank experience. You. So what do you think is the universal yeah, message? Well, thank you. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, there's really the part one is, is a bit about my experience, but then the part two is really about my spiritual journey and, and how I healed and it's kind of the three most important things I learned. And right. And if I just think of those three real quickly. The first is multi-part, which just says, you know, trust your own intuition, be open to new things, um, be really good to yourself, because that's so important, because you might miss something if you're not open, if you have a closed mind about and then that something might really help you heal. It might be energy healing, you know, or meditation, or, you know, any of, any of these uh, kinds of things that you might not be used to doing. Right. And um, prayer and, and, and prayer and spiritual yeah. a, a spiritual group yeah, to family being, you know, to support you. Yeah. Right. Just being open to anything that might help you. And then, you know, I found that reaching out and helping others helped me heal tremendously and I don't think it has to be with, you know, other bereaved parents or, or sad situations. I think it can be anything. But just getting the focus off yourself and getting that wonderful feed, feedback and feeling of helping others and, and getting their feedback is, is just tremendously healing. And then really the main message, and I've gotten this from my son, from, you know, uh, others that were able to really understand him, is this love versus grief concept. And yeah. being able to, to get to the point, now this takes some time, right, but getting to the point of focusing on the love more than the grief right. and focusing on all the positive memories and the love you had for your children or grandchildren or, or siblings um, you know, to the point where that's, you know, much more prevalent than focusing on the pain and the loss. Because just like it's difficult, uh, you know, to take care of an elderly sick parent, these children that have passed into spirit are tethered to you in a way, in, in that same kind of way. And they really mm-hmm. want to see you heal and be happier and, and focus on the good part. Right, right. Good part. So, and, and love is just, it, you know, love heals so many things and and the vibration, like I said, the vibration level of a love energy is much higher than that of a low pain and grief energy. And so it sometimes makes it easier for them to even get through to you. Yes. If you can spend more time in the love. Yes, yes. And, you know, um, I love to watch the Long Island Medium. 
And uh, <laughs> I absolutely yes. love that because I cry and I laugh at the same time. And yeah. I know some people, and I used to live on Long Island. I lived in mm-hmm. Long Beach, and she sometimes goes there, so I oh, get a kick out of it. Just there last week in Long Beach. How Isn't fun. that funny? Right yeah. on the boardwalk. They just reopened it. Oh, yeah. they did reopen it. <laughs> yeah. I used to walk on the, yeah, I lived there for three years, and I Beautiful. used to, yeah, I used to, um, Teaching the five towns, and I got my master's at Hofstra, so I got a kick out of that. Yeah. But, so I always get a kick out of it when she goes there. But uh, she came to California recently, uh-huh. and so I saw her out at uh, out in the desert, and um, I wanted to see if she's really the real deal. I thought uh-huh. she was, but you really can tell when you're in person because people around you, or she's talking to, and they're like in shock. But yeah. um, I think that kind of a show, and, I, and James Von Prague has come to our church, and oh, nice. our minister yeah. actually, our minister's daughter came through to him, and he had, in fact, our minister's daughter who had passed found him and made him call our minister. <laughs> and, and so that's really cute. So yeah, they have a very great. close relationship. So he's sure. come many times. So I have... I have experienced friends of mine from my church seeing them, like having them sit right in back of me, and they're in shock because he, you know, the father is talking, or or the daughter, or the sister, or the brother, or whatever. And I've seen it for myself, so I'm very much in tune with what you've been saying. And and then just yeah, I, you know, just recently going to the Long Island meme that all these people that come through, whether it's the children or mm-hmm. the sisters or brothers or or new spouses or whatever. They're all saying, you know, I'm okay, and I love you. You've got to be okay. You've got to move on. You've got to be, you've got to live life, you know. And yeah, um, and it, you know, it's not a simple thing. It takes a lot of work and time and effort. But but certainly, and you know, again, and there are different ways you can do it. And I, I've actually um, just launched last month a virtual support program called the Return to Life program, hmm. and um, you know, offering kind of a three thirty minute conversation or consultation to help people to really understand where they are and to help them kind of get started. And, of course, I've amassed a lot of resources that can help. And, right. and I'm trying to keep it all virtual just over the phone and the Internet so they can be on a national level and it doesn't need to be somebody who, can, who needs to drive to me like my local chapter. Right, right. And, and I should now is that at the website, a butterfly's journey? Com. Yes, a butterfliesjourney.com. Um, and you can, they can email me, Barbara at a butterfliesjourney.com, or um, call 617-410-6309. Um, or there's a contact page there as well. But I'm, I'm just putting up uh, information. There's a press release about the uh, virtual support program under the media tab, and I'm, I'm just adding a page, you know, with more detail. But but you know, especially just to even talk to see how they how they how they're doing, and and I will have contacts or even mediums that that, that you know can can do this over the phone, things like that. Just be, be kind of a resource hub for people. Yes, yes, and and what's so beautiful is the fact that you have come, you know, you've come full circle. You've been able to come back after losing the first two children, and then after losing your twenty one year old son, you've been able to 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 heal. And um, that doesn't mean yeah. that you don't miss him and that it's still painful, but you've been there. And I think people can trust someone who has been there rather than going to a therapist who has empathy and sympathy, but going to someone and reading a book by someone who has actually gone through that whole process you know, and that journey. 
like you were saying before about your friends, I feel like I had to go through these experiences and because this is my spiritual destiny. This is what I was meant to do. I spent 30 years in the corporate world. I used to work for IBM. Mm. And, and so I was a skeptic, but now that I've kind of gone through all this and done this spiritual journey and the research, and, and I absolutely have healed. I'm remarried and I'm happy, and, mm. um, and I feel like I have an ongoing, a very strong relationship, but especially with my oldest son. And I get messages from him, you know, some directly from an intuitive kind of feeling sense, but also I have friends who, who really can understand him very clearly. And, mm. and uh, he's actually saved me from hurting myself once or twice, you know, mm. in an accident. Well, thank <laughs> so, God, yeah, he's watching over you. Yeah, here he is. He really is. So, Barbara, you know, I, I, you hear a lot about people who have, uh, when a child dies, there's either they either get really close the the parents or they divorce. Mm. Now my minister and her husband became both of them went from different careers out in the world. You know she was a teacher, he was out in the corporate world, and they both became ministers and they both became closer and that that was their destiny. Wonderful, and yeah, yeah it is beautiful. But then I have other friends who like what happened to you. Yeah. So w- what what kind of um, suggestions do you have? for the relationship with your spouse when you lose a child? You know, I think it's just um, you have to allow, you have to be very patient and tolerant and understand that you're not going to grieve in the same way, even if you're in the same family and it's the same child you're grieving. It's going to be very different, and you're going to have very different reactions. And that's why, you know, there are times when people just grow apart because you know, they have such different reactions. They also, if you can, if you can not blame, if you can forgive and really work on actively forgiving, because, you know, sometimes there's a situation where one parent might blame the other for either doing or not doing something, failing to do something. And, and that too, that just is very, you know, it's very hurtful. It's very, you know, so if, if you can, if you can work on, you know, maybe getting into some therapy or just talking or, you know, journaling it out or, uh, you know, just being tolerant and patient with and, each other. Yeah, and accepting where the other person is right, right now and giving support. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. giving support. Now, I, I know that you've created a tip sheet for bereaved families, uh, which people can download. So, again, I want to give that website. Why don't you give that website again? Yeah, it's a butterfliesjourney.com. So that's singular, no apostrophe. So it's literally A B U T T E R F L Y S. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y dot com, a butterfliesjourney dot com. And if you go under the media tab, uh, there will be a press kit. And in the press kit are tips for bereaved families and actually tips for those who support them, two different documents. Yes, there. yeah. We have just a few minutes left. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering um, if you can give any parting words for anybody who's going through this Right now, if if you were meeting them, if 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 I were going through this right now, what? Why don't you talk to me a little bit about what you would tell me? I guess I would. Um, I would really understand where you were and what you were feeling, um, and I would talk to you about your child. Not only express you know my condolences but talk to you about your child and about all of the wonderful times you had with them and try to help you remember the good times, not just the pain. 
um, and, and, and really get you thinking about that and then work with you to help you find the belief and really feel the belief that your child's spirit continues, you know, whether it be through the signs that I've had or other parents. And, you know, I'm actually, that's my next book, is going to be documenting a lot of these signs that are very credible because um, it gives people belief and a, and, and a relief in that way. Um, two of the things, that I actually watched my son channel a song um, to my friend who's a musician. It's called mm. The Theme of the Butterfly's Journey, and it's available free on that same website, oh. butterfliesjourney.com, as a download. And then I'm putting, the, he's the second song that he channeled called Love Everlasting with lyrics to a poem that are, you know, the poem is lyrics of the song, and that's going up shortly. Oh, um, that is well. just beautiful. So that can be downloaded as well. And, yeah. and just give your website again because it's time to go. Yes, a butterfliesjourney.com. Well, thank you <laughs> thank so you. much. And this is a wonderful book. And this is such a gift that you're giving to someone else and that Brent is also giving through you and with you. So God thank bless you. you. And thank you for writing this. And thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking with you, Mari. Okay, Barbara, take care. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on KUCI and visit our website at conflicthealing.com where you can see our upcoming guests and download podcasts, listen to archived interviews, and see what you're interested in in conflict healing in your life and let us know. Thanks. Not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.